Welcome to The Read Along. A mini book club for your ears. I'm your host, Scott. I'm your other host, Anita. And join us on a journey through a good book, one one chapter chapter at at a time. time. Do you like talking about movies? Do you like talking about mediocre movies? Do you like talking about how you could have fixed mediocre movies? Well, I certainly do, and you can listen to me, Scott C. Bourgeois, along with my co-hosts Greg Beaver and Liam Kreswick, as we give our notes, and I have some notes. You can follow it now on your podcatcher of choice, or support it by visiting patreon.com slash I have some notes. We're recording on my birthday this year. Happy birthday! Yeah. it's uh, It'll be post-birthday, of course, when this episode lands. Of course. It's it, pretty low-key this year. Yeah, with the big house move and life in general. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy time and we haven't been able to, like, really plan anything. Not really. We I'm sorry. We haven't been able to do that for several years now, though. Like, obviously, we try to give our kids uh, a birthday party. Yeah. But for both of us, between, like, adulthood and COVID. Yeah. COVID and... took away a significant nerd birthday for me, and I'm uh, still a little sore about it. Yeah, and uh, you being pregnant kind of robbed you of your milestone birthday. It's true. So, it, uh, yeah, the last couple of years, we just, both of us have not been able to really organize a proper birthday party for no. for ourselves or each other. Exactly. I I apologize for not being able to make a big deal out of your birthday this year. And I apologize for also the same cuz that's going to be <laughs> the case in a month when it's your birthday. Uh, that's true. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We will eventually reach a point where life will slow down and COVID will be far enough behind us that we could do proper birthdays again. Yeah. Well, and uh, as we've previously established, our new house is a little more entertaining friendly. Yeah. So we can actually have a party and it not be shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> elbow to elbow. Right? Yeah. Unreasonably crowded. Yeah. Indeed. So something to look forward to. At any rate, you know who else uh, just had a birthday in our novel? The Queen. The Queen. It's true. So we should uh, get back into that. This one's, I think, going to be a fairly short episode. This was a pretty short chapter. But uh, we'll start it off with a brief recap of our previous chapter in which the queen has enough time to finally think about the mystery that she ahas. Yes. And pieces it all together, or at least in her mind, pieces together a pretty reasonable deduction. And then doesn't tell us anything. No. uh, And then takes a moment when she arrives at Buckingham Palace to start setting things in motion towards what I'm going to say is probably her end game. Yes. And that leads us into chapter 25 of The Winds Are Not by S.J. Bennett. So as I said, pretty short chapter. More of a little interstitial character piece, really. It's more like spending time with Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah, she takes a, a brief moment to lament that at her age she's not really invited to too many... Weddings anymore, it's mostly funerals. She is an elderly lady and she acknowledges that. Yeah. and She just had her 90th birthday. Yeah, and someone recently passed away and she was like, I wish I could have gone to the 
service for that one because it was actually a kind of close friend. But at the same time, if you go to one of them, you have to go to all of them. Yeah, and when she's the queen, that's have time. <laughs> that's an even bigger deal. Like it's one thing for me to attend all of my friends' funerals down the road. It's another thing when you're the titular head of state. Yes. That that becomes a big deal. And she's right. Then you have to go to all of them. Also, though, she's the queen. Yeah. And at some point, she should be allowed to do as she likes. Uh, like, within reason. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, this funeral was important to me. I should be able to go. Maybe, yeah. Just saying. Uh, at any rate, um, she also gets a call from McLaughlin that morning who confirms that, yes, he's made a couple missives on her behest and things have been set in motion. Mm -hmm. The one that isn't super mysterious was Professor DeVecchi. Yeah. Right. She convinced Billy to talk to the professor to get him to talk to the police. Yes. Right. And then there was another message that he sent, apparently. Yes. We it wasn't a phone exactly call. That. It was an online forum, which leads me to believe that perhaps he's leaving an anonymous tip somewhere. Very possibly. That's my guess. Yeah. So she's she's setting things in motion. And that's yeah. when the Duke of Edinburgh storms into the room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he's Oh, all, Philip. Yeah. Philip is just, he's upset. He's like, do you believe this Humphreys guy? He just <laughs> spent like all night questioning my valet. And my valet! <laughs> He he storms in and basically temper tantrums at her. Yeah, and she he basically is like, you need to fire that guy. And she's like... Um, you want me to fire the head of MI5? Yeah, the prime minister might take some umbrage with that. Because he questioned your valid. Like, oh my goodness. But Philip does have kind of a point, and the queen 100% agrees with him, which mm. is that Humphreys is witch hunt through the royal staff is... Getting out of control. It's out of control and it's disruptive. Yes. Philip, to his credit, is also upset about what happened to Sandy Robertson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very upset. Because he brings it up here. He's like hounded to the point where like his daughter found him attempting yeah. to, to end it. Like, how, how dare this man? It's clear that Philip feels the same way as Elizabeth does about the staff. Yeah. Right? Like, these are the people who are holding you up, right? Like, you care for them. They care for you. It's... It's an important relationship. Well, and he's also bent out of shape because Humphreys kind of went around him to do this as well. Yeah, he didn't know about it until afterwards. He was informed afterwards by his valet that this happened. Yeah. And he was outraged. Oh, affronted. Yeah. Absolutely affronted. And the queen, number one, she kind of like lets him vent because she recognizes that Philip, like, the storm blows in and then it blows out pretty quick. Yeah. and She's she, known Philip a long time. And she's, in the only way she can, showing that she agrees with him. Yes. Like, no, I can't go and fire the head of MI5. <laughs> but she does say, I'm going to basically do the next best thing. Because she has her meeting with him coming up. Yeah, with Humphreys. Yeah. Yes. And she seems to have it in her mind, and I'm very excited to see this happen, that she's going to do something just as bad as fire him. <laughs> and I think that it might be, like, humiliate him. Yeah. I feel like this is her roundabout way of telling Philip, like, I got this, yeah. honey. No, no. She, is, she is outright saying, oh, yeah. I got this. Like, I got this. And he seems very pleased with that. Like, he walks away from this little interaction, like... No longer angry and like content that she's got it in hand. Like like chuckling even. Like, yeah. ha, 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 my wife's going to handle this. Yeah. She's an amazing queen. <laughs> so there you go. And that's the chapter. Yeah, basically. As I said, pretty short. Yeah. It's a very snappy little character bit, but 
it shows that Humphreys is at the point where he's really overstepping and the queen is getting ready to push back. Yeah. Well, also, she's got it figured out, right? So this might also be the first of the dominoes. Oh, no. The first of the dominoes was already set in motion. By Billy McLaughlin. That's true. Among the first of the dominoes, right, that she's starting. I, I think it was last episode... I said, we still have all of part four to get through. Like, what is the new wrinkle in this investigation that's going to hinder the queen? I now, after reading this chapter, hope that that's not the case. I hope that part four is the queen setting up this elaborate, like, Rube Goldberg-esque scenario where she just, like, talks to someone, plants a seed here, does one little thing here, and watches everything just chain react into something else that yeah. solves this case without touching her at all. Well, and that's kind of what was alluded to at the beginning is that she works her queen magic and gets the case solved without anyone ever realizing she was the one who did it. Right. And that could be part four. Like it could I be that so. there's no there's no further complication. The current complication is just her needing to work her queen magic. And now we get to see it happen. Yeah, we've solved it. Now, how does the queen solve it without letting everyone in the whole wide world know that the queen has solved it? Yeah. Which in in itself is a feat. I know. And I hope that's what it is because that would be a lovely change of pace in a mystery novel. Yeah. Um, and to to bring this up, I realize I'm getting a little book clubby by bringing this up, but okay. it, it really stuck stuck out to me this chapter. A big chunk of this book is not the queen solving the mystery. It's the queen being the queen, right? We get a lot of character work on mm-hmm. our protagonist, but it doesn't feel like padding. No. To me, like, it feels like it's just part of the book. She queens and she solves mysteries at the same time. And I I think it really speaks to Bennett's writing, that it doesn't feel like padding. It feels like good writing. And I appreciate that. No, absolutely. I agree. Again, that should have been for the book clubby episode at the end, but it stuck out now and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, it keeps coming up and uh, you're you're tiptoeing into book clubby stuff, but I I think it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I only have one more question. Sure. What's Rosie been up to? Assistant personal secretary, and she's a busy woman. When she, even when she's not going out and solving mysteries. Yeah, but we haven't seen Rosie really in ch- several chapters now. Oh, I I'm think... sure Rosie will play into the end. Oh, game. oh, a hundred percent. But I'm just, I'm just curious. What's, what's the queen got Rosie up to? What's she doing? Something cool, I bet. We'll find out. Uh, again, if the queen intends to not have her hands on the solving of this mystery, then Rosie will almost certainly play into it. Oh, 100%. Guaranteed. Rosie has lots of stuff to do. I just want to know what it is. Oh, well, maybe we'll find out as we move into the next chapter. Yes. Again, uh, apologies that this one was a short one, but it was a, it was a short chapter. Yeah. So, short episode. But maybe next episode will be a lot crunchier as we move into chapter 26, which you'll want to read up on in time for next week. Uh, in the meantime, of course, as always, you can give us a little rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. We appreciate those very much. We also appreciate hearing from you via the social medias. Yes. We are on the X, which used to be Twitter. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Goodreads. We are at the read along. For most of those, so yeah. we're pretty easy to find. You can also send us an email. Absolutely. We are thereadalong at gmail.com. And with that said, as always, we love you very much, and we'll see you next time. For more queening. Woo!
Thank you for joining us on The Read-Along with your hosts, Anita and Scott Bourgeois. All read-along music is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Cover art is by Aaron Beaver. Be sure to join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Read-Along, and check out our group on Goodreads.com. Thank you.